You're listening to a Broadmoor Podcast production. On Sunday, our middle school associate, Jordan 2, preached from Colossians 2, verses 6 through 15. In the passage, Paul is writing to the Colossians to remind them that Christ is all-sufficient, and he encourages them not to be swayed by other ideas and philosophies. Today, we're talking about how we can be rooted, built up, and established, as Paul says. We also discuss the dangers of complacency in our spiritual lives and how we can combat it. Thanks for listening today. This is After the Message. Tip. Oh, come on now. Stop. Who are you talking to? Well, it it was good and I moved it slightly and all of a sudden it's starting to drop. Mm. You're good. Don't touch it. I know. All right. Oh, he's recording. <laughs> all right. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast today. Good, good morning, morning, Mike. It's good to be here today. So it was good. So it was good. Memorial Day weekend. How was, yeah. how was your weekend? That's what you're, you're going serious. I thought we were going to talk about the conversation we were just having about haircuts. Well, it doesn't have to be uh, serious. I mean, okay. you could have had a very, I don't know. I don't know what your weekend was like. But uh, if you want to talk about haircuts, we can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Jordan said he got a haircut yeah, in special, preparation for a, his special yeah. haircut. So, ladies and gentlemen, Jordan, too, is in the room with us today. Yes. Uh, yes. Middle school me. associate because he preached on Sunday. And uh, so, in in preparation for his message, he got a, he got a very special haircut. Yep, had to shout out to Marla Fry. There you <laughs> go. I know she she has a lot of guys on staff. Usually, <laughs> we come in one after the other, but now she's awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, of course. And my mom wanted to like take me shopping, and like, well, we got to get you all dressed up. I'm like, mother, I'm 27. <laughs> I, can, I can dress myself. I appreciate it, but uh, no, sweet. I love it. That's great, though. <laughs> hey, I'd have taken the free clothes. <laughs> I did. I very much did. That was a new shirt I was wearing Sunday. All seriousness, though, like, you did a great job Sunday. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. yeah. Thank you for leading us that day. Yeah, it was. I, and I heard so many people uh, just talk to me after the service, just in passing comments and stuff, talk about how great how great it was. So, well done, man. Thank you. Thank but, yeah. Yeah. But more anything I heard about the haircut. It was the haircut and the clothes. Yeah. Yeah. That was what I was going for. If anything, <laughs> if, the, if people could walk away, that's what I would want them to walk away with. <laughs> uh, so, so we mentioned the Jordans in the room, but we also have Sean Selman and Neil Marsh. And of course, as always, Chase, Chase Hemmick. Hemmick. Chase Hemmick. Chase got a haircut too. See? Yeah. Yep. Something going around. Is it haircut week? Must be. That must be. Must be. Summertime. So, Get it nice and short. And, yep. this all, and this all stemmed from the fact we talk about haircuts because Mike is wearing his headphones upside down. That's right. Differently than everybody else's. That's right. Because that way I like to be different. Mess up his hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, yeah, you know, just, I'm not ashamed. The, the shenanigans that go on in here. So anyway. That's the level of our depth, right? There. They also tend to give me a, uh, like a headache. Uh, so... 
Yeah, I don't know, know if I have an oddly shaped head or what. No, I think it's because you're worried about, about your haircut. That's what it is. <laughs> it's about the only thing. Well, no, that's, a, that's, that's a side benefit is oh, that okay. it doesn't flatten my, my head out or my hair. <laughs> it's also the only way we can talk about haircuts because Braddy's not here. So That is true. Oh, <laughs> We'd man. never have this conversation. That's <laughs> low, man. Oh, I just uh, got to give him a shout out. <laughs> okay. I'm sure that those who are listening are not listening to hear about our haircuts. <laughs> so um, I think we should move on. <laughs> Come on. Um, anyway, yeah. So uh, so Jordan, we, we, we offer and talk about, uh, you know, we're going to get into the content here in a second, but, but you know, you, you had some time to prepare uh, for this passage that you were preaching from Colossians. And, and so as you were preparing, I mean, what, what went through your mind? What, uh, you know, what, what were you thinking when you got up to preach this week? Yeah, uh, it, was, it was a really cool experience. It, it was, uh, you know, when Josh asked me a few weeks ago, I was kind of, I was really anxious simply because of the timeline with it being so close to summer and it's focusing on so much camps and wow weeks and all the things. And so, um, when I did it, you know, I committed to really just trying to step away a little bit and really seclude myself and really dive into the word. And so, um, I found a little cubby hole in the building. That's uh, kind of a resource room for us. And, uh, really just for about a week or so, just kind of dove into commentaries. And I, I, I stayed in that room cause it, you know, I went to Mississippi college and a lot of my time at Mississippi college was spent in the dungy basement of Mississippi College's library. And so it kind of gave me that sense that I was back at school. I was I was really just, I was studying the word and just really doing all this preparation. And it, it got me really excited because I haven't been, it was kind of convicting in a way that I'm like, man, I haven't, I preach just about every other week to middle schoolers. And it's like, am I, am I putting in this amount of mm. effort as I preach mm. every week to them? And so it was kind of convicting in that sense. But, um, but it was a re- it was just a really it was a really sweet time to just um, just be by myself and and be in the word way more than I have recently and just it was really uh, really like it, as I was preparing myself I really wanted to pre- prepare my heart that I wasn't saying anything that I wasn't feeling or have been convicted of before and, yeah. and things like that and really to just go up there with a with a great mindset for what the Lord wanted me to say but uh no yeah. it, was, it was a really cool opportunity I'm, it was a lot of fun well the mm-hmm. preparation showed man I mean yeah. you 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 seemed really confident and um you know and just uh and and really prepared and mm-hmm. the content was great so uh one of the things that I always appreciate about uh about Josh when he preaches and you did the same on Sunday was uh was just the context for the passage Really helping helping us understand uh, the context in which it was written, and uh, why the things that are written are being written, and uh, and you did that, uh, and, and so that was that was really helpful. I, I'd love for us to jump in and just talk about uh, you know very in the very first few verses. Um, so it talks about uh, you know it, it says therefore as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. And uh, so, you know, you, you talked about, and you used a couple of analogies, I think an architectural analogy and, a, and an agriculture analogy uh, to talk about that idea of being rooted and built up. Um, but I'd love for us to talk about those words, because there are three words that he uses, right? Rooted, or, well, they're not words, but phrases. Uh, rooted, built up, and established. Um, like, what do those mean? Like, why those words? I have my own thoughts, but I'll let others talk. Yeah. So, um, so what's always cool about um, um, our sermons is that we follow them with life group lessons. And so I had a, had a chance to study preparing for life group. Mm-hmm. And, and Jordan pointed out that you have, um, you have these really strong 
pictures and these words, right, um, from from two mindsets that the people are going to understand. One agricultural, one uh, built up the architectural piece that you mentioned. But I think also in this, you see Paul introducing a type of progression. Mm. So he's he's talking about rooted, which becomes the foundational piece. The built up being the actual structure or the the things that we um, continue to add and grow in when it comes to our faith. And then the established also can be translated to confirm or to test. And so um, so with anything, if you if you go with the architectural view, if you don't have a strong foundation, then the building crumbles. Mm-hmm. Or if the building is not well built, then it crumbles. And then eventually you only know that when it's tested, right? When mm-hmm. the storms come, when the trials of life come, um, th- those kinds of things. And then as a result, um, as you walk through that, the result of it all is thanksgiving because you recognize that it is it is not of your own accord that those things have been laid or uh, built, but instead it is it is because of faith in Christ and what he's done, that he is the one that is helping your roots grow deep, and he is the one that is building you up through through this faith in him, and that he's sanctifying you, he's, he's bringing you along in this journey, and then ultimately to face what life is going to throw at you. Mm. So, so Paul really introduces a, a, a progression here. And, and if we want to, if we want to test the progression, I think it's the reflection on, are we thankful? Uh, because he talks about gratitude is what comes out of this. Um, and so, so I just, as, as I studied and looked at that, that's a, that's a really interesting progression that Paul introduces. And again, yeah. And I, and I think again, going back to context, because, you know, you know, Jordan, you talked about how Paul was writing to the Colossians and, and, and telling them, you know, they were they were being swayed by these other philosophies mm-hmm. and, and other things that were, they were adding to uh, the gospel. And uh, so, I, and the thoughts that ran through my mind, rooted, being implied in stability, mm-hmm. you know, built up, growth, and uh, and established, maturity is, is what mm-hmm. came yeah. to mind for me. Right. It, it actually brought a picture to mind from years ago. Um, I lived in, in South Alabama, and on the way to the beach, we would pass through Foley. Uh, and so there are all these pecan groves. Oh, yeah. Mm. Beautiful trees, by the way. And, uh, and so just groves of, of these huge pecan trees. Um, what I didn't realize is, is so uh, one year, there was a hurricane that came through the area. And uh, the next time we drove out, all these pecan trees are just laid over, every one of them. And what I didn't realize until then is that pecan trees have a very, very shallow root system. So they're big trees and, and really beautiful trees, but they're very shallow. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, you know, when the storms came, I mean, it just knocked them right over. And, and I thought, you know, the idea of just as, as believers being rooted in our faith um, mm-hmm. so that when we're presented with other thoughts and other philosophies and other mm-hmm. things that we, we know and we stand in what we know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, That's good. So, yeah. Other thoughts about that? What do you th- as you guys looked at the idea of the, the root system, but then the follow-up, which is being built, uh, um, what do you think are, are key components in the disciple's journey where further building is necessary? Like, how does that actually occur? Um, as Paul's talking to the church in Colossians, his idea, but your idea of how does 
what are the key ingredients that need to be in place for us to be built up on this foundation that was that we received? Yeah, I think one of the, and I think one of the things I talked about right afterwards was just this idea that we don't allow the roots to take. We get really caught up in wanting to pull them up and replant them. And I think for a lot of us as believers, we try to find all these different new methods or new schedules or new <laughs> things to try and really help those roots form. But in all actuality, what we're really doing is we're just pulling them up, planting them somewhere else and hoping they'll take their pulling them up again and doing, and I, I think, I, like I said, I mentioned it Sunday, but I, I get very much in that headspace sometimes of trying to do new things or trying a new schedule and all these things when mm-hmm. in all actuality, what I'm really doing is I'm not forming a good, I'm, I'm trying all these new things, but I'm not establishing in one. And so I think for a lot of us, that's, that's can be a big issue of never fully committing and letting those roots take. So, mm-hmm. so, so for you, what are the core practices that are the the tried and true practices that bring us into fellowship with Christ and growth? Yeah, it's to me first and foremost is having people that are going to hold me accountable. Okay, because if I like if I if I don't have somebody to hold me accountable, my my quiet time is potentially at stake. My my time in the Word, uh, tithing, serve my serving, my my heart of thanksgiving. Like if I don't if I leave that to myself every time, at some point that is going to fail. So for me, it's very much dependent on having people that are going to speak truth into my life. They're going to hold me accountable and and help progress me. And then hopefully that I can also do the same for others as well. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Others. So there's a picture that comes to mind that I always loved uh, um, with students communicating at camp. You, You go away to camp, right? And at camp, you press into a lot of those experiences that you just talked about. You, you press into this idea of a, like a scheduled time in the Word. You, you press into this idea of daily worship. You, you have community with other believers. And what you often find when you go to these youth camps is that kids and even adults that go as chaperones with you say, Oh, wow, I wish I could just stay here for the rest of my life. And, and one of the truths... Uh, years ago is um, it came to me the same God that has met you at camp is waiting for you on Monday morning. Mm-hmm. And, and I think inside of that, it's about like, just like you said, you're in an environment where you've separated yourself out from the busyness of life. But the fact is, is that what are, what are the, the foundational things? What are the, the spiritual disciplines the things that need to become habit in our life. And it's those things of doing life in community, staying in the word. Like, so I think oftentimes if I take your illustration is that we, we start reading the Bible and all of a sudden we, we hit in what I call a, a a troublesome passage or maybe one that's um, a little more um, dry or repetitive. If if you want to use those terms, and so we go, oh, gosh, I don't understand that one. And all of a sudden, we fall off in our Bible reading. And then all of a sudden, we think, we begin to think, what I really need is a different method. Mm-hmm. Instead of going, no, I'm just going to go back to the Word. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be committed to going back to it. I'm going to make it a habit. And there, there are going to be days that when I read the text, maybe I don't get anything out of it, mm-hmm. right? It feels dry. It feels dry. Yeah. But just to continue on mm. and not think there's something I need to create or there's something better out there, but instead I, I just need to continue to go to the word. Um, and I think through that God uses his word to then 
bring life to us really and to, to build us up mm. and to mature us and all those things. And so it, it's like, it's like you said, oftentimes we're, we're searching for the next new thing instead mm. of just being committed to what we know is true. Trust the process. That's right. You know, yeah. And I, and I think, I think too, just again, like we've mentioned it, but there's, there's a discipline, there's a discipline that's involved uh, but I think also like at, at, at a very basic level, like we have to be in the word, mm-hmm. um, you know, we can talk about quiet times and those things, and that can look like a lot of different things, but if it's not rooted in the word, That's right. um, you know, it, it, or again, I'm not knocking devotional books and things like that, but if that's all we're getting is someone else's interpretation right. of the word or someone else's idea, um, again, we're making ourselves prone to yeah. other philosophies and, and things, you know, I think we have to, we have to go to the source for ourselves and, mm. and spend time there. Mm. Um, I think that's, I think that's right. If I go back and look at like research, whether I think it was Brad Wagner in late two thousands and then Pew and Barna research and like, like when they follow people in their spiritual growth, they've solidified exactly what you've just said, which is the, the most common practices that lead to spiritual formation our personal time in the word, uh, worship, being part of a group, serving selflessly. And the one that you've seen recently kind of hit the surface again was, I think the fifth one was um, the practice of confession to one another. Those top five things are the ones that lead to the most most growth and gospel-centered evangelistic missional Mm -hmm. lifestyles. Hmm. Yeah. And we could, they may be different things over different seasons, but you boil it down. Those are the things that continually, if the Holy Spirit's at work, those things bear the most fruit. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. And, and as you were saying those things, I mean, like that's part of our, you know, the, all those things my mind was going to uh, our discipleship strategy here. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's kind mm-hmm. of, we yeah. built that around those, yeah. those yeah. things. All right. Um, so, yeah, it's good. That's good. Um, so a couple other things uh, that we, we talked about uh, would be good for us to, to talk about uh, in, this, in this podcast. Um, so you made, a, you made a statement on Sunday, uh, Jordan, that, that just something along the lines of, you know, to not see Jesus as fully sufficient is to deny him. Can we talk about like what, tell us more about, about that statement and kind of kind of what you were driving at with it yeah uh i think we i think we all do this on such a deep level without truly realizing it because um i think when we truly step back and look at our lives and all the things that we take in and the things that make up our day-to-day the things that you think about like oh man i can't live without that like i gotta have that coffee in the morning if i don't have that coffee in the morning i'm i I, my day is gonna be ruined like we think about all these things that we incorporate into our lives that what would it look like if that was removed. And I think some of the things that if we were to remove them, we would say, Hey, that's a pretty big, that's a pretty big hole that I'm going to have to figure out how to navigate. And I think when we keep doing that and we were, if we were to really be honest with ourselves, I think we would see a lot of things in there that we are adding that have taken much more precedent over our relationship with Christ. Um, If I were to have to take something out of my day, would it be, X, Y, or Z, you name it, something that is very important and practical to your day that you do every single day, or maybe my quiet time in the morning, there may be times where we may be tempted to even sway, say, 
maybe maybe I do need to lose this or um, it just I, I find myself very much um, needing things that I think man I just I really do think about it. if if I didn't have that I don't know how my day would go and I think just in that very nature uh, but it's and I think I think Sean's mentioned this before you know when when things in life happen when when a when a bad thing happens or a situation that I go through that I don't like what do I go to for comfort in that? A lot of times, like I'm a big movie TV person. Like so, sometimes I like I just like to go home and watch a movie. Like so, if I'm having a bad day, or something, I'm just gonna go home and watch a movie, stuff like that. But in all actuality, how often when stuff like that happens do I run to the word first and foremost above other things? And mm-hmm. so I think in that very nature, I, I just find myself needing more, finding myself asking God for more than what He's already given me. Yeah, I think for me, everything. Uh, revolves around goes back to genesis 3 right which is the enemy the enemy most wants us to be distracted by things that give the illusion of Mm self-sufficiency and that makes sense then that even our view of the gospel we we have it's a shadow perspective of that if we're not careful that's filled with all the other things that we use for independence for numbing for comfort Mm -hmm. um that allow us to disconnect from the pain of growth and the pain of submission and the joy of those same things in the, in the long game. Yeah. Mm. We did, Jennifer and I did a, um, a Sabbath, like a full, our first Sabbath in a while where it was pretty um, prescribed. And as we ended the the 24 hour Sabbath, we checked in with each other about what do we learn? And again, for me, it was how many times I reached for my phone just to have access to like um, stimulation of knowledge or, or information rather than being completely disconnected and just being present with him. And I think you hit on this when you talked about the idea we don't do quiet mm-hmm. very well. I did. I was, I was drawing and scribbling notes in my journal from that because I think it is a, it's a, um, it's a strategy that the enemy uses against us that we don't know how to be quiet and sit still ourselves um, we don't know how to have relationships where we all commit to doing that for a season. For those who are parenting, it feels like we're hostage to all the stuff that goes on around us and having to be part of everything. And we're, we're not raising or discipling the next generation to know how to be still and be quiet at times. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge, man, that's a, that's a huge obstacle for, for me personally. Mm-hmm. There, was a, there was a memory that popped into my mind as we, we, we talked about that concept inside of a life group. And I, it caused me to reflect on my grandfather, who, in my opinion, was a man of few words. But I would count him as one of the most influential people in my life. And I, I was thinking about the times that I spent with him where I was just with him and no words were spoken. Um, and I thought about that. That's a great picture of sometimes we forget um, and I think the reason we don't do quiet well is we forget there's there's just power in presence mm-hmm. and just to sit and know that God is with you, um, that he loves you, that he is merciful and gracious toward you. Just, just to sit in that, um, we always think we've got to be thinking or hearing or saying something, um, but yet just just being able to sit quietly and know that... God is with you is powerful um, and can have great impact. I think 
Yeah, and I think there's also this this idea of Christ's sufficiency in this context. Again, because you you have this 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 church, this group of people who are who are, they're being swayed by, you know, all these things, and we we talk about it. We've talked about it several times on this podcast, just about how we tend to. Uh, we have this need somehow to to add stuff to the gospel. Right. Like we we got to do, yeah, the gospel. But then you know, but we got to do this or that or whatever to to sort of earn God's favor. And uh, and again, I think a reminder here is just that 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 everything that we need is in Christ. We don't we don't mm-hmm. need the other things um, that we we tend to add to it. There's a there's a you're right. There's a concept here. Then and we kind of moved over it. In the beginning where Paul's talking about remember, remember. And this is a cool Old Testament concept of zakar, I think, is the word for it, which is we're often looking at what does God most want next from me? And we get and we forget he's it's this command, this instruction he gives throughout the Old Testament. Stop, pause, reflect on, remember what I've already done and who I am. Mm-hmm. That will guide you in whatever your next step is. Mm. Don't you don't need to be adding stuff. Remember who I am. Zakar, remember what you were. If Israel, you were once slaves. When he's talking about the Sabbath, you were, um, you were in Genesis. You were created. Therefore, rest. By the time you hear the same thing about Sabbath in Deuteronomy, it's rest because you were once slaves and you were no longer that. Remember who I was. I'm the rescuer. I'm where your salvation comes from. Mm. I'm your creator and your father. Rest in those things. Remember those things. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Because you're talking, I'm, I'm even thinking about, you know, what we were talking about earlier, our, our tendency to to uh, to want to uh, just change things up, the yep. idea of being rooted, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, we're always chasing after the new uh, idea or the new, uh, the new yeah. way of doing our quiet time or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that is, it's um, in, in, you know, it's like the shiny things that tend to distract us. Well, I mean, even, like just, even, even as a church, right? Yeah. Like we, we, we think we do that with vision and those things, and those are necessary things, but it's not, it's not the thing. Right. Mm-hmm. It is. It's simply a the different facet of a diamond that you're viewing the gospel through. It changes, mm-hmm. but the thing is the gospel. Yeah. To remember those things. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um. Well, so uh, any other things you guys want to you guys want to mention? I I know we talked about a few things. Uh, dude. So. Jordan, this statement you made, dude, I, can, I want this one right here. I want to hear more about this. Uh, complacency is the worst place you can be in. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote that down, put a star mm. next to it, and I was like, I want to hear more on that one. Yeah. You, like, where does that come from? Yeah. What does that mean? Um, so yeah, I, I mentioned this beforehand, but it was pretty cool because, you know, things that people really grasp onto that have said, oh, man, you said that and I really liked it. Those, Some of those things were things that in the moment the Spirit led me to that and just kind of – uh, said so. I think that's just such a so cool that um, some of the things people grasped onto the most were things that the Holy Spirit was definitely leading in. But no, I think complacency it, it really is that point. So I've I've been doing a uh, accountability group with some senior guys, and we've been as they get ready to go off to college. And one of the things that we talked about in that was along the lines of complacency was just this idea of complacency and apathy, really. And you know, I was talking with them, and I was like, you know, a lot of we see all these college kids, high school kids, when they go to college, the 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 church attendance rate drops. And I told him it's it's not that all these co- these kids are going to college and then just becoming atheists or non-believers right when they get to college. It's that apathy of just like, eh, 
when I get there, when I get there, I'll, I'll, I'll do this here or there. Or I'll, I'll, I'll find a spot now. And, uh, it's just that comfortability and what they've done their whole life. And just, this is a new mm-hmm. stage. I want to try some new things right now. And that complacency really just, it's that, com- it, it, it's the comfortability of knowing that just, I can do, I'm in this new stage, stage of life, but like for me personally, if I'm not careful, my schedule can be very, um, like my daily routine, my daily schedule can become very unproductive in the things I'm doing. Like the things I'm doing are spo- are meant to be productive and in a way they are, but my mindset in them and my heart attitude in them can be very much just, this is something I do every day, much like my, my a quiet time or spending time in the word. Um, but I just, I think just knowing complacency is where you get lost in the, in the woods at least if you're in a situ- in a situation of having, uh, I'm really struggling with this or I don't believe this, you know where you're at in that moment. You know that this is what you are, are not, this is what you're wrestling with. I think complacency just leaves you in a place of complete unawareness of what it is that mm. you're struggling with. <clears throat> hmm. I, yes. I, that You just introduced another picture is uh, – complacency is where you get lost in the woods that that's that's such a such a vivid picture at least to me because if if you are not so it's interesting right we talk about this sufficiency in Christ but Paul I think also calls us to be active participants in it and that, that's what came to mind as as you were talking if if I just sit back and put life on cruise control then then I become complacent, and that is where all of a sudden these differing beliefs and doctrines and the acceptance of the next new thing just kind of begins to invade, and I go, oh, yeah, that sounds good. Mm. If yeah. I'm not active mm. and, and, and aware um, and paying attention to the truth of God and what God's doing in my life, then I will allow those things to just kind of make their way in. Um, and like, as you look at Colossians 2.8, I think the very opening of that where Paul says, so see to it. Like, it, that's an imperative statement. Like, it is commanding and demanding an action on our part to go, hey, y- yes, Christ has done this, but you, you have to see to it. You have to pay attention. You have to remember. You have to reflect. You have to keep your eyes open because this world's going to throw all kinds of things. It's going to sound good. It's going to feel good. Um, but you're going to have to be aware. Mm-hmm. And if you become complacent, they'll just they'll just creep in. Um, and I think I think Paul calls us to that to be active participants in our faith. That's mm-hmm. as I think how how it's I would that is say great. It. Yeah, that compl- that. Yeah, that idea of complacency is just a complete lack of self-awareness or mm-hmm. self-awareness in where you are. Um, and it could be general. Like yeah. I'm in a season mm-hmm. where I'm generally lacking self-awareness. Or for me, it could be I'm lacking self-awareness in one area or two areas. Mm-hmm. That then without people who love me giving me feedback and pointing me to what God's Word is saying yeah. without me looking at myself through the lens of Scripture rather than looking through Scripture through my lens— then I miss out on those, mm. uh, and I drift into complacency. Yeah. All right. So, so last topic before we uh, before we wrap up here because I know we're uh, we're almost out of time. But uh, uh, so so Jordan, you 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 kind of 
toward the end of, of the message, you, you started talking about just the idea of judgment. Um, and by the way, you used a uh, VCR analogy, and I, I didn't even <laughs> think you were old enough to even know what a VCR is. So, um, or like they were going to plug in, God's going to plug in the VHS tape. Pause oh, yeah. for a second. Do you remember having a v- VCR? Oh, yeah. Uh, 100%. You're not just lying right now. Just- I, in, this is okay. You're calling me out. I feel like this. I had a, I was a big Disney, the clamshell VHS tapes, the real big ones. I had like all of them. And like that's all I watched okay. as a kid. I was, yes, I know how to work a VHS tape. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> Still yeah. got one. So um, yeah, but you you, you kind of talked about you know this idea that that you know when we get to when we get to uh, one day stand before God in judgment you know that uh, that you know we we, we kind of feel like he's going to play this VHS VHS tape. Of, I can't even of, say oh, it. I can't even say it. See, it's been so far removed. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, um, <laughs> and uh, he's going to stream. Uh, he's going to live stream our. He's going to live stream. But uh, but we're gonna have to stand and 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 watch like all the things that we've done and uh, you know again I don't I don't know what that's gonna look like and you you said that I, I don't know what that moment's gonna be like um, but I love the picture uh, that he has canceled the record of debt that stood against us you know like uh, again when I heard you preach a practice sermon last week you know that that was the thing that stuck with me it's like this overwhelming gratitude that. You know, my list is long, mm-hmm. and he's canceled that record. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah. But but Sean, you had a uh, you you had an interesting thought earlier about just the the idea of judgment and yeah. I, I think yes. So he's canceled the record of debt. So what what we deserve is God's wrath. And so in that moment that we stand in heaven before Him. God's wrath is no longer due to us, right? Um, despite all the things that we have done or will do, right? Um, however, uh, Paul also, I believe it's in Corinthians. I was just trying to look for it. Paul also introduces this idea of there there will be a judgment for all that we do. Um, and he describes it as judgment by fire, to where all the things that are eternal and God honoring and God glorifying will remain, but all the, he describes it as chaff, right? That all the, the rubble, all the leftover, the things that do not bring him glory will be burned up. And so that what remains will be fashioned into a crown of glory. Well, that crown is not to put on our heads and for us to wear that glory, but to then take and present at the feet of Christ to go everything good and everything right about my life belongs to you. And, and so there is, there is going to be a moment of judgment where our actions will be judged, but it will, it will be to once again, remind us that Mm. every good thing and all glory is due Christ and him alone. Amen. And so that's great. Yeah. What a great way to sort of wrap things up just with that, that picture. And so thankful for what Christ has done for us. And um, so, uh, hey, moving into this next week. Uh, so Josh will be back from his vacation. And, uh, and so we, we pray. I, I know he's probably listening uh, at some point to this. So hope you're having a good vacation, Josh. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're looking forward, though, to uh, starting a series uh, that will take us through uh, some of the Psalms. 
Some, some of the, the Psalms. Psalms. That's what we should have named that series. Some, some of the, the Psalms. Psalms. Yes. It, was, it was on the table for the title. <laughs> a summer with some of the Psalms. Yeah. That's, that's what it should have been. Yeah. Um, anyway, and so we're looking forward to that. Uh, personally, I, I was just reading uh, from Psalms this morning, and I, I just I found myself really excited about uh, about going through this this yeah. little series we're going to do through the summer. So we're excited about that. And uh, But as always, guys, it was a great conversation today. Jordan, again, great job on Sunday. Absolutely. So thankful for you and the way you led. And um, look forward to the next time. <laughs> thank, thank, thank you all. <laughs> so love you guys. Love, love you guys. guys. Have a great week. This has been a production of Broadmoor Baptist Church. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others. And don't forget to subscribe. To help us spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe as well. They can find us wherever they prefer to get their podcasts. And if you'd like more information about Broadmoor, please visit our website at broadmoor.org or connect with us on your favorite social media platform where we're listed as at my Broadmoor. Thanks for listening.